0: Welcome, welcome to the special one-year anniversary of Beckett Radio. Yes, you heard it it right. It's been a whole year since its inception. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I'm your host, Derek Ficken, alongside Mr. Justin Gruner. OG. OG status, Papa (laughs) J. What's up, dude? Not much. Hey man, it's it's been a year. It's been a long year, yeah. but it's been a quick year.
1: It's been a very tiring year. Tiring year, yeah. Sorry, I just uh, had to throw that out there.
0: Man, Becker Radio officially won. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's uh, a lot of work that went into it. Yeah, and semi-successful, I'd say. Oh I mean, yeah, why not? You know, uh, we, we got we got a we have we a have nice, loyal fan base. Yeah, a nice listener uh, base so far in its year and. You know, a lot of exciting things happened in that year, uh, you know, going to the National and, and doing all that stuff and just bringing on people from different card companies, yeah. you know, with, with Tracy Hackler and, and Clay Larashke and, I mean, Brian Gray, That that's always fun to have him on.
1: Shameless plug for today.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh. hey, how about that? Oh. All those guys are going to be featured on the special one-year anniversary of Becca Radio because that's how we do it. We do it big. We so we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have... Clay Loraski from Tops, right. uh, Tracy Hackler from Panini, and Mr. Brian Gray of Leaf. Um, they're all going to be on separately talking about what's going on in 2015. You don't want
1: the Battle Royale of the four guys Man, just throwing down?
0: I, I'm thinking I'm going to see if I can uh, be the uh, the UN, the United Nations uh, as a moderator, of the sports and, card industry. And, and bring them all in. <laughs> you know what I mean. I think that would be really cool. And if we can find some topics that are general based, just have them all hug it out, and not just thing, not you know? really controversial. Because I know when it gets controversial, it can
1: get pretty, pretty. Uh,
2: pretty
1: I, think dicey. You, I think if we talk about the industry as a whole, yeah. Instead of saying what is. Tops do this better than whoever else or Panini or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that you would avoid a knife fight in that regard. Yeah.
0: We have a great, great show planned. Like I said, all these guys are coming on. Also, Andy Broom is going to talk. The grading guys found this awesome pre-war baseball collection of over a 1,000 cards. Wow. I'm talking T206, T210s, Colgan's chips, e-cards, legit cards. Right. Authentic collection, not... You know, guys, you know, buying cards here, right. left and right. No, a dude bought cards as a traveling salesman around the country bought or bought cigarettes. Yeah. And obviously, you know, TTO6, TTO, yeah. you know, you right. get them. Right. So that's how he built this collection. And it just kind of fell into uh, BGS's lap. Nice. So, yeah, we're going to talk to Andy Broom about that, what all it includes, and, and have some fun with that. We're also going to talk new products and pricing, which is why... We have you in here, Mr. Justin, because that's your yeah. that's your segment. It was my shtick. Yeah, that was your thing. Then. So you know, let, let's get things started and
1: uh, let's get that going. All right. Well, we got new products coming out this week. Uh, Panini Paramount Basketball, really high end. I think what was it like nine cards? N- yeah, nine per cards, box. one pack, about two two forty a box. All right. Yeah. Uh Bowman Chrome Mini Baseball. Those come out on the seventh. Yeah, so, so yesterday. yesterday Yeah. Uh then we got Panini Contenders that came out yesterday or today. I can't it remember. It actually got pushed back a day did it to get, today. They didn't. Oh man. Yeah. Oh so See, I'm the football boom. guy and I'm a day behind. Come you know, on, right? man. Let's go. Honestly, we were we were coming on a deadline. I was so busy. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I fo- I got tunnel vision and focus on like two things and yeah. I was done. Also, we got the panini or the Bowman Chrome checklist and top strata checklist in there finally nice uh the holidays kind of messed up a lot of stuff for a lot of people and yeah. we finally got those in there cool uh we also got sp game used hockey and elite extra edition baseball coming back or coming next wednesday elite got pushed back it yep. looks like by a week yeah so keep an eye out for those uh, for the checklist coming up soon
0: yeah I, th- I think the the biggest one that i'm most excited for is sp game used yeah I was hockey You'd um, steal my thunder. Sorry. Uh, Ta- thanks. And the, the only reason why is, you know, doing a little uh, research on what I was gonna talk about today with Chris Carlin and uh, Eric Norton helped me out a little bit and he talked about S P game use and how, how uh how hit heavy it's gonna it be it, well. and they
1: changed it. Uh, maybe you've already forgotten, but last year we opened a box of this together, and you got that net card. That's right. And you geeked out hard. We're like, this is the greatest thing ever. So yeah. I thought you were going to bring that up. I forgot
0: about that. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool card. It was It was really cool. But this year, they, they're, uh, I guess, raising the bar. Really? Uh, yeah, with really, uh, yeah. winter classic materials, yeah. stadium series materials, you know, sticks, pucks. I mean, it, it's it's
1: going to be a lot of fun. So I, I'm excited to he, see that. He break. looks like he's geeking out. You should woof, see his face. He's glowing. Woof, woof. I'm ready. New pricing. Yeah, there we go. The baseball stuff. I'm gonna take your word for this that this has actually happened. That's what Brian Fleischer told me. USA baseball panini, tops dynasty, tops high tech, Bowman draft picks and prospects, tops five star and leaf trinity. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. And and this is from b- the last like two weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, two or three weeks. Yes, so. because we haven't had Yeah,
0: much haven't had the, a show in, in the holidays, so this
1: is kind of just a okay. recap. It's kind of making up. Exactly. All right, with basketball, you got Panini Stickers, Prism, and Upper Deck Letterman. There you go. For football, I know all this because I had to price them all. <laughs> Topps Platinum, Bowman Sterling, Select, Triple Threads, SP Authentic, and as of yesterday, Bowman Chrome. Boom. And we should be pricing absolute and strata next week sometime early okay. next week yeah and with mma you have top COC bloodlines
0: there you go that's so, a lot of products
1: yeah i'm out of breath yeah <laughs> maybe it's because i'm heavy and this was a lot of work for me I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, so <laughs> check that out on your online price guides the pricing is ready to go and check yeah. it out on the newest issues of, of beckett uh sports card monthly yeah. and and all the uh specified get your opgs sports. on yeah get your opgs on right now people uh, but yeah, so that that's awesome. Justin, we're going to go into the news around the hobby with Andy Broom and interviews, but we're going to bring you back for the closing. Uh, all right. What, what you got for me? I want to do a prediction. We've, we
1: haven't done predictions. You won't let me do predictions. I want to do it now. <laughs> all
0: right. Let's hear some predictions. Uh, NFL playoffs. Yes. Um, are going on. Cowboys and Packers. 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 All the way. Okay. Now we have the Seahawks and Panthers. Who do you got in that? Really? Uh, hey, I'm I'm just be, I'm just being the moderator. If here.
1: if the Seahawks lose this game, I may die of shock.
0: Okay, that's that's interesting. I, I
1: may, uh, I might need to tell your wife about that uh, to give her a little heads up. Yeah, she she would appreciate that. Okay, cool. Uh, she'd probably yell at me because she'd be like, "No, you're not watching this game then."
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I think uh, yeah, Seahawks and and Packers uh, for sure. Yeah, I think the Seahawks is going to be a blowout, but I think the Packers and Cowboys that's going to be a field goal. Uh, that's going to be a hell game. of a game. I think it's going to be a great game. Let's go to the AFC. I think uh, it's New England and uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. So who do you got in that one?
1: I'm going to go with the upset. Yeah? I think Baltimore has Tom Brady's number. The defense is really strong. Now, I'm not saying, yeah, it's going to happen for sure. I'm not going to, you know, I would not bet money on it. Yeah. But if I was to pick an upset, this is the game that I would pick the upset Okay, gotcha. And uh,
0: we have Peyton going against his former team, the Broncos, against the Colts. Who do you got in that one? Peyton. Yeah, Yeah. Peyton,
1: the the Denver Paytons are gonna, they're gonna win.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be Denver oh. and and New England. I think New England's going to the Super Bowl alongside the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I
1: I would honestly like to see Denver and Green Bay yeah. just because we've already seen Green Bay and New England play, mm-hmm. and it was a great game. Yeah, but we've already seen it happen. Yeah, I don't want the redemption match. I want to see Aaron, I want to see Aaron Rodgers versus Peyton Manning. Yeah. You, I don't. I think they've only played each other like once or twice, yeah, maybe think, ever. Yeah. That would, that would be a lot of fun. To that'd see be that. a great game because yeah. it's kind of like the greatest of all time. And yes, he is the greatest. If anybody says Peyton Manning is not the greatest of all time, they have had checked. He's he's one of them. I will not give him the greatest. Uh, of all okay, time. okay, maybe one, okay, fine. Top three. Yeah,
0: top three. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that one.
1: Maybe Joe Montana is better. Oh yeah, Joe. I, I Joe think Montana.
0: Montana. Yeah, I think he's top top one. I still <laughs> think that
1: that commercial with the rings is the best that's, thing. Yeah, ever. that's pretty funny. Anyways, um, yeah, I think that. But I think it's going to be the Ravens versus the Broncos in the championship game, and the Broncos are going to get redemption for the Ravens knocking them out of the playoffs gotcha. that year.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll uh, we'll have you on again uh, next week because I want to divulge right. more into football. You guys are
1: getting a double dose of me. Yeah, That's so crazy. so
0: I'll give you my. Uh, Super Bowl actual prediction of who's going to win it all. Did I just um, jump the gun on you? You, you, you did. I am so sorry. But that's fine because, uh, you know, it,
1: it is what it is. We always like talking football, though. That we'll is talk true. More football. That is true. Plus, but then you can come back and razz me when I when you're like, you're three out of four were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay won, but yeah. the rest of them were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I'll definitely do that. Okay, so enough of new products and pricing. Thanks to
0: Justin Grunert for helping us out on that. That's a staple thing here with Beckett Radio now is he comes in and does about two minutes of the show now and and just does new products and pricing so shout out to Justin for that but we have another person coming in for news around the hobby and that is Mr. Andy Broom Andy what's up man hey how you doing it's going all right it's it's Thursday so that's good (laughs) Uh, that's the good news yeah but I am sore like I was telling you I I literally can't move because I worked out too hard uh, trying to get those new year's resolutions going (laughs) Um, and I I just pushed it a little too much but that's all we're going to talk about that Let's go to the hobby, and we have an interesting find of pre-war baseball cards that you brought up to us, um, and I, I really don't know a lot about it, so everything that you tell me is just new information, and I just, I'm just i so interested and, I guess, astounded by how these cards are still in existence, and really, a lot of them were in pretty decent shape. Could you kind of give us a little backstory on how you found this big collection?
3: Sure. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Over the holidays, um, literally, what, two days before Christmas, was in contact with a customer who had a collection. They said, uh, we have an um, older baseball card collection, really didn't know anything about it. Uh, might have been 150, 200 cards. Yeah. And uh, if we could help them out. And, of course, uh, glad to help them out, glad to take a look at it. And so we got a few photos, and uh, we, the first photos were all T206 cards. So that was exciting right off the bat. Yeah, that's a pretty good picture to start that's off. It's always <laughs> a good way to start off. Yeah. Actually, And the very first card was a red background cob, nice. which they they had no idea the significance. It just happened to be the first card. Mm-hmm. So always a great way to start out yeah. when you're looking at a collection. <laughs> yeah. So as we uh, uh, talked uh, talked more, we, we started to realize the significance of this, um, that it, it was a, a pretty substantial amount of cards and, mm-hmm. and, uh, of, and value. So we did travel uh, down to take a look at the collection. collection ended up being right around 1,000 pre-war baseball and comprising mostly of uh, T206s, T210s, Uh, Colgan's chips, and some e-cards. You know, aside from the value and and what some of the cards are, what's really exciting, at least for me, was the fact that this was an original to Texas find. Yeah. This collection had been literally pulled from the cigarette packs by the individual, and it had remained together as a collection for over 100 years, passed down to the family. And not passed down as a prized possession, but passed down in a box as, you know, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. And literally did come to the point of um, almost being thrown out uh, wow. after one of the one of its owners along the line passed away. Uh, the children had asked, you know, amongst other belongings, "What do you want this?" And uh, one of the the I believe one of the siblings had said, "You know, I don't want it. So either you take it or throw it out." Hmm. Fortunately, it didn't get thrown out. That's good. Um, yeah. It was put into pages back in the. Uh, Around the mid '80s, in some baseball card, the the just uh, non-pocket pages. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for some of those old pages, uh, they were high in PVC content. Okay. And unfortunately, you know, going on 30 years now, the PVC started to break down. So none of the cards were ruined or or damaged by PVC, thank God. But um, they had the pages had started to deteriorate. Yeah. So we were fortunate to get them out of those pages and 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 you know help them out. So. But what we're doing is uh, we're actually uh, uh, going through the collection now, um, reviewing the cards that need to be graded, and uh, we'll be going to auction soon. But it, it's it's real, what's really cool is you can see some patterns by looking at the collection. You know, we know the backstory. The gentleman was a um, was a candy salesman mm-hmm. who would travel. Um, he worked for companies like Hershey. And um, as he traveled, you know, most of the cards he acquired in Texas, uh, in his hometown, yeah. and we can kind of see the correlation there. Uh, the, T, the large number of T210s, it looks like there's probably a full Series 3 Texas League. A lot of the T206s are old mill backs. There's also Hindu backs. Yeah. Um, and we have we do have brown Hindu and some red Hindus, yeah. which are really exciting for T206 collectors, they even have a couple Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm uh in there but um you know th- he did travel we, we know some of his travel and it was odd to see all these cards that were southern and texas pre-war cards and then there was a two twelve Obac card in there which was california league yeah, yeah you know and and sure enough he did travel to california so yeah. you know this this guy smoked everywhere so
0: <laughs> well you know
3: i i always
0: think when i hear of, you know, traveling salesmen back in the day, you know, smoking cigarettes in their cars. I think about Mad Men, the TV show Mad right, Men, yeah. and I just try and, you know, picture Don Draper, you know, John Hamm the character whatever, you know, going around buying these cigarette packs and, you know, hey, check this, you know, card out whatever. I mean, yeah, back it was in the 60s for him, but, you know, still to think about that and that's kind of how it was. You know, you, you you know, get a pack of cigarettes and hey, there, there's a Honus Wagner, like what the, you know, what the, right, you know? Uh, So it's interesting to see. And like you said, you know, with him being a traveling salesman, you have it from all over the country, but a primarily basis here in Texas. So I think that's really cool to see uh, the Texas league, the series three, hopefully become, you know, there's a complete set in there. Let's talk about Colgan's chips, because I'm always mystified by these little chips. Uh, First time I saw them was when I started here at Beckett. Uh, And I told you, Andy, that I'm not the biggest pre war baseball guy. Right. Um, So when people come to me about that, I direct them to you. (laughs) So, uh, but Colgan's chips, first time I saw them or heard about them was here at Beckett, and they were the reprints. Uh, And one of the tops, or one of the products that was recently released Panini, I think it was. Yeah, Yeah, Panini. Yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, man, these things are cool. But how the hell could you get these back in the day? So could you divulge into how you could get some Colgan's chips?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, they're actually, that's one of the sets I collect. Um, I actually have some, um, some of the containers that they came in. Oh, nice. They, they, uh, there's, there's three recognized series or sets of mm-hmm. Colgan's chips. And they came in a round 10 uh, with uh, gum chips, yeah. little wafers of round gum. Uh, you would get so many chips stacked in there, and the card to be on top. For whatever reason, this always reminds me of the in the 90s, the King Bee beef jerky cans, yeah. <laughs> and it had have the, the card on top. Yeah. And it was similar to that. But, um, you know, Colgan's chips, the, the gum manufacturer, they made a violet-flavored and um, mint, I believe was the other one. But uh, they're based in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. They obviously were somewhat nationwide in their distribution. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, we know they, they were sold in Texas, just based on this collection alone, but we we've seen other areas where they've come from. But the, you know, this this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of advertising. There's yeah. um, you know, newspaper ads uh, we, that we know of, and and store displays and magazine ads that that yeah. uh, that advertise these. So yeah, you would get you would get a a, a chip, a card, mm-hmm. a round card in uh, in with the um, the gum. And what's cool is they're black and white. And you know, kind of like the T210s over the years, um, it kind of took a long time for collectors to warm up to them because you know they're not as colorful as yeah. TE cards and yeah. some of the E cards. And, but you know, what's cool is some of the images are the same based on the same photos as using the T206s. Just, okay. just for instance, the Wagner uses the same Horner photo of mm-hmm. the, that's used on T206. So there's some, there's some, you know, the big names there. You have Cobb and Wagner, and then those guys, there's some variations. Um, there's minor league because of uh, you know Colgan's was uh, in the south in mm-hmm. Kentucky so you have Southern League and you have other you know international leagues and, and uh, you know a lot of the minor leagues and, and so and you have team changes so it's a really cool set it's yeah, a okay. decent size set it's not terribly expensive mm-hmm. you know they're, they're, they''re I think they're fun um, there are some rarities you know you get into the, uh, the what they call the 10 top back to colgan's and you know there's the Shules joe jackson there's the jim thorpe that surfaced a few years ago and nice. so there's some really big big cards there as well yeah yeah that, that's interesting to
0: see you know how exactly you know you could get cards in different containers different you know gum cigarettes you know well you know
3: what's really cool is um i bought a colgan's chip canister yeah that's beautiful condition the yeah. enameling the paint on it's perfect inside mm. is completely clean I just bought one last year at a show, and I think it, I paid sixty. I think I paid sixty dollars for it. Oh wow! So I mean, that's pretty reasonable for something that, yeah. you know, we're now on a hundred years. Exactly. There's a <laughs> container of gum that yeah. cards came in, so it makes a great display piece. And I've bought several others over the years because they're just they're not that expensive, yeah. you know. Yeah. And even even some of the cigarette packs, you can find empty packs at a reasonable price, you yeah. know. Some of the come more common like Piedmonts, you mm. may get for a few hundred dollars for a really nice pack that. Was contemporary to when the Tito Six cards were. Yeah, definitely. Random.
0: Yeah. So this this collection is approximately a thousand cards, and we can give a super super rough estimate on the total uh, value of this collection. And you were saying at least thirty grand upwards. You know, to yeah, the sky.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's still going through. We're still processing it. Yeah. We're still um, I'm looking at everything. I mean, I, I'm not even 100 percent sure yet on the t the t two ten if it's a complete series three. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a thirty thousand plus. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not it's not the world's greatest hidden collection, but it's a really cool collection. It's a it's a large number of pre war baseball that we know the origins going back to the person who pulled them from the packs.
0: Yeah, it's an authentic collection. Yeah,
3: and it it shows, you know, there's still stuff out there. I mean, this was two days before Christmas 2014, and this had just been sitting for this long. (laughs) So, I mean, there's there's stuff still out there, and and it's a fun— it's a really fun uh find and we'll get we'll definitely get more into it as we as we go along and, and get closer to auction time we'll have some more specifics and stuff to show and talk yeah about. and you know when when it when the time gets closer and, and you keep going through stuff
0: you know in the collection if you find some interesting things and we'll bring you back on beckett radio and you know talk more about it and you know some interesting tidbits you know that people should check out and and uh you know we'll have some fun with it but yeah, i think this is a huge find you know and it'll be a lot of fun to watch, you know, where it takes us. You know, yeah. that's why we're in the hobby. You know,
3: well, you know, I always love the, fo- the the finds, and unfortunately, that yeah, they are few and far between, but but they still happen. Yeah. I mean, this isn't our first. Uh, we've had another Texas find of pre-war uh, in a different part of Texas. Yeah, um, and and had a few other uh, finds in the last couple of years, but you know, uh-huh. and it's just like I'm sure everybody's just seen the uh, Antiques Roadshow episode with the. Yep the million-dollar, you know, 1871, 1872 Boston Reds, Red Stockings uh, find, yeah. and, and stuff's out there. It is. There's a lot of stuff that's that uh, would be new to the hobby. It's just sitting around that nobody knows. and Yeah. You know. So, so
0: really what you're trying to say is kids – You need to go through your parents' and your grandparents' collections. Go to Grandma's house and go (laughs) through her attic. Go to her attic right now. (laughs) Uh, Skip the whole clown area, you know, because they always have a creepy clown up there. It'll scare you. But go to the (laughs) the baseball cards and you might find a couple million dollars. That's right. (laughs) All right, Andy. Well, I appreciate it. We'll have you on again, like I said, to talk more about this uh, as the collection continues to be uh, folded out. And we'll have some fun with it. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Okay, so first up, we're going to start the interview uh, segments out with a bang. And what other way to start it off than with Mr. Brian Gray of Leaf. Mr. Brian Gray, how are you doing today? Hey, guys, how are you doing? You know, it's great to have you. And we also have Andy Broom in here uh, contributing. So thanks to Andy for that. But I, I just want to start off and talk about Press Pass with them closing its doors. The NASCAR market is out there for the taking. Uh, have Has Leaf talked about, you know, acquiring that uh
2: talking to nascar at all in the past couple weeks well i can tell you that kind of i don't want to give too much what's going on behind the scenes but i can tell you that from what i've heard Mm -hmm. press pass is not selling their company their assets none of that stuff they're basically closing yeah um with with that being said you know would we do nascar if the situation was right it's a very small market now Mm -hmm. as much as i love to you know think that it's a monster market and there's hundred thousand people they don't buy cards that much yeah they really like to buy the jackets that say, Home Depot across the front, <laughs> and they want the cars that go up on the mantel. But cards yeah. don't really necessarily fit the collector mentality of that customer. With that being said, I think the right boutique company might be able to make some inroads there, but it would have to be the right situation. I've always been an advocate of only doing deals that make sense. Mm-hmm. I think NASCAR best fits a company our size because we can do a 150 case print run, whereas the big three or the big two and half whatever they are they can you know they can make a product but I don't think they can make 100 150 case runs they can't do it and you know it's just the you know NASCAR wants to decide what kind of partner they want and I think the good news is we've spoken to them and we have we're beginning discussions just to see what's there yeah. and you know we're intrigued but it's got to be the right deal and I just I'm not sure that market is a big strong market but I but I I've never been afraid of a challenge you never know yeah. I mean
0: well I've also heard that the the licensing is extremely difficult because you have to get the sponsorships on each you know, of the driver's suits and all that stuff, you have to get individual approval. And I, I don't know where I heard that from. I think it was Chris Olds. But it, it's a lot more intricate with the sponsors and how you can include them on trading cards. Uh, do you know if that's a really big deal or, or something like that? You know,
2: I'm not sure. I know that you have to get the NASCAR licensing. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to, but you should get the NASCAR <laughs> licensing. <laughs> yeah. You have to get the racing team licensing and then the okay. player licensing. Yeah. And so there is a lot of licensing work there, considering I think it's such a small market. Yeah, exactly. To give you an idea, I think it's smaller than the market for tennis currently. I I believe the tennis market is bigger. Mm -hmm. The market for bench warmer is bigger than the market for NASCAR today in total revenue it's pretty close and that's kind of scary but, but what that tells you is that it's a market that's been it's gotten a little old a little stale and it needs to either be revitalized or it's going to go lay in the dead with yeah. other great things of the past yeah. you know because it's just it needs a fresh life a new face and it has to be handled with kid gloves in very small quantities or it will continue to fade away yeah but i do believe internationally tennis is so big tennis is actually a, i believe a bigger market for trading cards in NASCAR. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, with with the international success of all,
0: you know, Djokovic, you know, Nadal, Federer, obviously, and you know from past years. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with NASCAR, what what really happens. Because I've asked, you know, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops, and
2: you know, they they just kind of gave the generic answers. And so I appreciate. We you. always look at opportunities and yeah. the <laughs> right Yeah. which and I, and I am too. Fine. I am too. But yeah. but anyone who thinks they're going to sell three to four hundred cases of every racing release mm-hmm. is cuckoo. Yeah, no, you have to they're be cuckoo. Yeah, you have, have to no be idea, honest about it you know the brutal
0: truth there's nothing wrong with that you know it is what it is yeah exactly go
2: ask go ask upper deck how much lacrosse they sold (laughs) and this is what happens when you get cute and you think you can sell more than you can sell you just you can only sell so much of a product Mm -hmm. and it's not a predict fault it's just there are only so many buyers for lacrosse exactly yeah you know or cfl or this i mean there's only so many buyers Mm -hmm. exactly uh let's let's go over to the wrestling side of
0: things and you know i'm glad you brought in a couple boxes because i'm this is a product that i'm kind of geeking out uh, just being a kid with Hulk Hogan, you know, dynamite kid. What what was it like uh, to really get this product going, and why should people look into getting a few boxes of this?
2: Well, I think what we try to do with wrestling is, you know, I was a huge fan as a kid. I used to go to the Sportatorium here in Dallas every yeah. Friday night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of these guys knew who I was even. I was a little punk in the front row, whatever, <laughs> making faces and mouthing off. But, yeah. but, you know, I was a big fan. And so to me, I looked at the products that were out there, which I think they do a a fine job of making WWE stuff, Mm -hmm. what have you. But it really is so much just new personalities with a Mm -hmm. spattering of legend. And I thought, this doesn't begin to cover the surface. I mean, there's so many organizations that aren't touched there. Mm -hmm. So many great guys from when I was a kid that just, why are they not on cardboard? And it's not like they're impossible to get. Some of the guys are impossible to get, but... Most of them are attainable. just takes a little work and some money. And so I thought, man, what about a product that didn't care about these new you know, come-and-go type flash-in-the-pan kind guys? Yeah. It was really focused on the greats, that their reputations are what they work as their mm-hmm. careers are done to a large extent, a lot of them. Yeah. There's so many guys that deserve cardboard recognition, yeah. and, well, th- and that's what the goal of Originals Wrestling is.
0: Yeah, I mean, how hard was it to get? Because I know some of these guys obviously own their names and, and all that stuff, and the WWE owns a lot of that stuff, too. How hard was it to get this product together with all that stuff in
2: mind? It's not too hard. I think the, the personalities we're able to contract individually. There are some guys we don't do because of their WWE relationships. Yeah, the good yeah. news is, you know, Sting was available for a short time. Nice. We pounced on him right before he went back. <laughs> yeah. So we got very lucky there. It, we, we were, we're very creative always. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of long-term relationships in that industry. Mm-hmm. And so I think getting the... Getting the wrestlers is not the challenge. Sometimes we have to be careful what names we decide to put on the card. Not that we have to be careful, because I think legally you could just put the name and say that's how people know that person, so that's the name we're going to put on the card. Yeah. But we try not to tread on other people, and so we are particularly careful the names we use on the cards, you know, because so, so many of these guys have two or three names they're referenced by. <laughs> so, so we'll be a little more careful there. But personalities, we go out and just try to get the best names. And my goal is to say we got to bring back the five to six core guys that everybody knows and loves. Flair, Hogan, guys like Iron Sheik, who's just an animal. <laughs> but you had to bring Roddy Piper. You know, you have to bring these core guys back. Then I look for guys who we might or might not have done before who are, this might be their only autograph. And that's where you come up with guys like Dynamite Kid because that was a feat. You know, he's had a stroke. He's in the UK. We had to send someone to London to do a signing, and it was quite a. Big to do to get him, and it was expensive, it was not cheap, but you know. So, we then we look for guys who probably will never earn another autograph because it's now desperate that we do a signing now, we're never going to get them. Yeah, and then we look for like little gems that are Ole Anderson, like never. (laughs) How does the guy never had a car? You know, people love. Four horsemen. You gotta yeah. have the guy. Oh yeah. And so that's what we have to do is we have to look for more and more guys like that. King Kong Bundy. Yeah, not a monster, name, but he, Everyone remembers King yeah, Kong exactly. Bundy. You know, you have so many. Kevin Von Eric was one of my guys here, and mm-hmm. the last of the clan that's still alive. Yeah. So there's so many quirky names like that that we can go after. That it, there's, it's like picking f- fish out of a. You know, I'm just able to reach in the water and pull the fish out because there's so many guys that are interesting, appealing, and and the great thing is we'll weave some guys out. Mm-hmm. So there are guys in the first set that aren't here now. Yeah. Because if you make them every single year, they'll be worth nothing and there'll be no demand. Mm-hmm. So we bring back the core guys, add desperate situations where we better hurry and get them to sign or else we're going to lose them. And then we also add names that are just intriguing names that, you yeah. know, why have they never had cards before? Yeah, <laughs> now, You know, Dynamite Kid being one of the biggest, I just never understood why no one made a card of the guy. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, now, of the signers that are in this, this set, were there any that were just almost impossible? I mean, what was one of the most difficult signers?
2: Well, Dynamite was, was probably the most challenging because of his health situation and the other things. But, I mean, honestly, we, we had pretty good luck. We really did that most of the guys we went after. And there are a few guys who we printed cards that we weren't able to get. The thing is, you don't see those. You don't see the Cindy Lauper cards. You don't see all the people that we printed on spec. China, we've tried twice, and both times it fell through due to personal issues. You know, so we, we keep trying some of these guys. We make cards. Yeah. We've got them sitting there ready to sign, but you don't get to see the guys we don't get. And we had a huge one we were we thought we were doing. We sent someone down to Mexico to do a signing to get a huge name and no, got no-showed.
1: Really? Mm. And so
2: we think we'll get this person for the next set. You know, we have some autographs we already gotten for the next set that we took right now. Because mm-hmm. while we're seeing these guys, we might as well get stuff through next year done. Yeah. So guys like Chris Jericho, Rob Van Dam, there's a lot of guys yeah. that will be in next year's product, but we can't put you know, 300, 200 guys in this year's product. We yeah. have a core checklist sure. of 60 or 70 guys. The rest of the guys will move forward to the next one. And so we're starting to build next year's already. And so hmm. for the most part, we got most of the guys we wanted. Again, I thought it'd be cool to have Cindy Lauper because of her tie to wrestling. I thought that'd yeah. be cool. I've wanted to do China just because she's a larger than life yeah. physically and literally yeah. female personality <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys we spec'd on yeah. that you know Ultimate Warrior was one that we had to deal yeah. with and he died before we do the autographs yeah that, i would important. say that's our biggest problem getting yeah, him signed yeah he yeah. died before we could get him signed yeah but you know for the most part we've been pretty effective at getting things done and i think in that category this originals wrestling product has become maybe the staple product in the category now you know even compared with the licensed ww you know yeah wwe stuff
0: oh yeah i agree uh now one product that will turn heads is leaf q uh, and I've seen some uh, images and I'm just astounded. <laughs> I saw uh, Mike Tyson, someone pulled a Mike Tyson. Uh, and you know, just just to see that is it goes beyond just cardboard. Uh, y- it takes you back to, you know, the fight that you saw Tyson, you know, knock the guy out or, or whatever. And, you know, it's it, it just I'm excited. I'm calling it one of the product of the years, in my opinion. You know, they can call me out, whatever, but I'm just putting it out there. But what is that product all about? And how fun was it to put all those list of athletes together into one big, awesome product?
2: well i'll tell you this i mean q q has evolved a little bit we've been working on q for a year okay because to get the guys to sign on card we physically are there for 95 percent of the signings if we're not we send someone you know and so it's um it's it's a hard project it takes a long time to build getting the names together there's a core group of names that are attainable which Mm -hmm. you see a lot of those guys in there but then we again we're in the same position where we do just like wrestling we got these core names that we use in all kinds of products you know Hulk Hogan, Reggie Jackson, Frank Thomas, Cal Ripken, all these core guys that are in all kinds of products. They're not extraordinarily rare by nature, although we made some really cool cards of them. But then we try to find names that haven't had anything. Jimmy Connors, Martina Hingis, Gabby Douglas, who's an interesting name and she's bringing 40 or 50 bucks, which I was was pleasantly surprised by that. And so we're trying to find some unique names to kind of spice it up. You know, there's Pele stuff. He's had stuff. Mm But, you know, we're just trying to find some new names to mix in. And I think we did a decent job of that. Yeah. It is a good core group of names. So the names I give an A- minus Because we still could use one or two more really big punches to give it that final oomph. But the quality of the cards is an A+. plus. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Best thing. I told distributors this when we were initially soliciting. A lot of people were scared of the price. They're like, oh, my God, he's so expensive. And I said, let me tell you. It is the best thing I've ever been involved in. And I've been in the industry for 23 years. It's the best thing I've ever t- – or more than 23, 25 now probably. It's the best thing I've ever been a part of in any capacity. Yeah. Best product I've ever opened, looked at, helped develop, <laughs> read about in a magazine. The best product I've ever been involved in in any capacity. It's phenomenal. And, and you know, when I, when I read things on Twitter, I usually laugh at people because they have such crazy things <laughs> to say. Yeah. But one guy on there said it was the product of the year, dot, 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 in every sport. Wow. Another guy said it's the greatest product ever made. I'm not gonna go that far because there are some good products, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but I'll tell you what. Right now in a market that's become kind of blah with the products, it's pretty potent. When you look at the price, it's expensive. But look at the other boxes that are six, seven, eight, nine hundred, a thousand and look at what comes out of there. This is a different zip code. It is. Yes. Do I not have the logo? Absolutely I don't have the logo on the shirt. But you know what? I will trade ink for logos any day of the week. Because the real value is not the logo. The logo independent is not worth anything. Look at a base card, what it sells for. So the logo doesn't mean anything by itself. It's the ink that sells the card or the material that sells the card. And not just material, but real material. And that's a big thing. And transparency. If it's a batting practice jersey, we call it a pregame jersey. We don't call it a game-worn jersey and say, well, he was at the game when he wore it. (laughs) It's a pregame jersey. Charlie Sheen, it says, first pitch thrown out jersey from when he threw out the first pitch of the Padres game. Mm -hmm. Pippin warm-up pants. We don't say... You know, game used swatch. We say it's from his warm up pants. We don't want people to think it's from something it's not. You know, we're pretty straightforward. And that transparency is huge because yeah. we don't have enough of that. We made shoe cards that, unlike shoes that some companies buy at stores and put in cards, we use game used shoes. And because of that, you look at the Birds and the Dominique Wilkins and the David Robinsons. Those swatches are amazing because they are real shoes, mm-hmm. like real worn shoes, not, you know, they went to Foot Locker and bought 12 pairs of. You know Jordan twenty sevens to yeah. put right. put in cards. It's a different yeah. thing. Mm-hmm.
3: You, you know what, what's interesting about that? It, transparency is one aspect of that, which is really important. But also, it adds another level of collectibility. Just a, a quick example: um, I had one of the the older MEM cards of Rob Schneider, and got to meet him, and he signed it. And of course, on the, on the on the card, it just simply says "shirt worn by Rob Schneider." Well, he looked at it, and he goes, yeah, I remember that. That was a shirt I wore in Deuce Bigelow, and they bought it for me to put in the card. Well, that's, that's really cool. That it had cool. said that yeah. on the card. That's a whole other level. That is a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we don't go as far as to say he wore it during this season or this season, but we also see some companies' cards that say the piece of material on the front is, <laughs> is truly a piece of material. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's, we 100% that the piece of material on the front of the card is real. It's real. What doesn't say it's worn by the guy. It was, and then it says it was not worn in any particular event by any particular player. <laughs> so that's like me selling a Babe Ruth autograph, saying you can have this beautiful Babe Ruth autograph for only twenty five hundred bucks. Except I don't guarantee that it was signed by Babe Ruth, that it's, it was a real pencil, that it's not preprinted. It's, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Everything else you said, you just negated with one line at the bottom. It's yeah. total malarkey. <laughs> so we're trying to have that next level of transparency because honestly, when you have a box that's trading for seven to nine hundred dollars a box mm-hmm. for twelve cards, supposed to be ten, but we put extra in there, I think you have to have some higher level of accountability than in a $35 box with 24 packs in it. I just think there's a different level of accountability.
0: Let's talk about 2015 since obviously it, it's 2015. Uh, what does Leaf have planned uh, to to make
2: 2015 the best year yet? Well, I mean, I think I think what you have to look for with Leaf is we become a solid player in the draft markets for football and baseball, and that's good for three products in each category pretty safely. Our retail products in that category have outsold some of the licensed products. You know, our blast our blasters at retail with two autographs in every box. Um, you know, they, they deliver good value for the price, and so we've we've found a really nice niche there. But honestly, our business is again moving toward moving away from like cut signatures some of the things that were like foundations of the company because honestly the market's a little bit stale in cuts Mm. if we're going to make a cut item it really needs to be compelling for a reason it can't just be cut items to be cut items doesn't work anymore so we're moving away from that we're trying to reduce the number of buyback products Mm. because i've never been a fan of them yeah i've only made them because the market wanted stuff like that okay so I listen to the customers. I don't have to like the concept to make it, yeah. but and that's what we've done. So I'm trying to move away from some of the repack items or, or to make them a much smaller part of the business, which they're already moderately small, but make them smaller even. And we're looking, again, the hockey acquisition within the game is a big acquisition for yeah. us. That's seven to eight items a year, three CHL and five legend-type items with some rookie content. Yeah. You know, So that's a big part of what we're doing. Tennis will be back this year. Cool. We just signed Andy Murray. Oh wow! So we're adding some nice names of guys. Again, we're working on guys that haven't had autographs. We just re-signed Federer, which is why we didn't come out with a product in the last four months. We didn't have a deal with Federer, and to me, I can do without some guys. Like honestly, I can do without Djokovic. Yeah. Even though he's a great player, he Mm -hmm. doesn't sell. Not for what his autograph costs. Not even close. Yeah. So for us, we say if we're not gonna, we don't care about re-signing him as much as we care about finding the next group of guys who've never had autographs. Mm Because that's where the growth is going to come from, not making the same 50 guys over and over and over. And with the same exact photo over and over and over, which is what kind of happened in the old age regime. You know, we're going right. to change that. But tennis will be back. Uh, wrestling's going to have one to two items in 2015. I would assume something like the originals. Mm-hmm. And I would assume a second product that probably looks something like we're not copycatting, but like, oh, like a uh, masterpiece baseball from my Deck. You remember that with the art style? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would not be shocked to see something like that because, again, we utilize art because of licensing issues and the ability to get photography. But it gives us some interesting opportunities, too, because there are things like dream matchups. Well, we can now create moments that never happened <laughs> yeah. and turn them into cardboard craziness. So we can do some cool stuff with that, but we've limited it to just simple mm-hmm. shots on old school paper. Why is that the case? How would art look on metal? No one knows. Yeah, We haven't really gotten there yet. Mm. The good news, I think wrestling is a big enough category that one product could become two. And in 15, that'll probably be the case. And we'll probably keep some names back and keep them unique to certain sets. So we don't run them in the ground again and again and again.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think the artistic. I'm a huge art person, you know, and so when I heard about you know wrestling and and the artwork and the potential to see even more art in on cardboard, that just makes me excited, Uh, you know. And to bring in with, I'm just a huge fan of Panini Court Kings. Uh, with their design on their cards, it's cool not just to see a photo of them at a game, you know, an action shot. I want, I want to see a picture. I want to see a guy, you know, sketch cards, love them, you know. And so it'll be interesting, you know, even with you bringing up, you know, what would it look like for a drawing on on metal, you know? Or something I don't know. Like that. that that
2: would, that, I don't know. That would be awesome. And then inserts that are hand painted, yeah, acrylics on metal. I yeah. don't know how this looks. We're working on that. We're playing with it. Yeah. But I think the big thing is like when you mentioned Court Kings, I actually like the way it looks. Yeah. I think it's unique. The problem with things like that. And even Originals Wrestling, the knock on them is you either love them or hate them. And if you don't like Originals Wrestling, it's not because of the checklist. It's not because of the on-card autographs. It's not because of the value because we give you five autographs for what they charge for three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's because of art. And some people may say, I don't really like artwork. I want real action photography. So we moved from more cartoony in our first wrestling to photorealistic in this product with Steve Stanley who did Phenomenal, the artist who did this product. So we're looking and playing and tweaking and so the knocks the, the thing is products like this are polarizing. If you don't like that vintage feel, you don't like that you know, the artwork, then the product's not going to be for, yeah, you. Not for you. Same thing happens with Court Kings whenever you do something that's silhouetted where you silhouette the player and put them on an artistic background with plaint paint splotches everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I personally like it because I've seen enough action photography. I just, exactly. how many times can you do a full bleed card with a little yeah. banner at the bottom? that looks like, you know, yeah. base upper deck football. You, I mean, how many times do you need to do that? Exactly. It's pretty, you know, 1991 stadium baseball. Great. That was great. First full bleed, really pretty boom type card like that. But that's like, so 24 years ago, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago, you know, yeah. you know it's, it's just a different time now. Yeah. So I think I think that's where we have to uh, I think that's where we have to try to make items that are less polarizing. But I, I'm like you, I just want something different in a market full of a bunch of the same. Exactly. Let's have something a little bit different. Yeah,
0: and 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 the key word is just to be innovative. And every company is is trying to be innovative, obviously, because that's how you make money.
2: That's it. And, and every company is, and so many collectors are like these guys do the same. It's not the case. And I'll even defend my competitors when people are critical. How many more brand names can we come up with? I mean, we we sit down and it takes me hours. I have a technology right now that we've just come up with that... You know, we had Pure, which we kind of brought to the table, which is beautiful in Trinity and, and also in Q. But we have another technology. I can't think of a name for it. For the last week, I've sat down for an hour a day with someone, different people in my office saying, what can I call this thing? And every name they came up with was a name that Upper Deck, Panini, Tops, Leaf, Press Pass, or someone's already used. There's no names left. How can we be creative when you can't even put a name? Never mind be creative and find a new technology or a new art. Every design reminds you of something. Because in 30 or 50 years, how many designs do you use? I mean, there's no designs left. And so that's where... I promise you, these companies are fighting to do the best they can. You know, they're doing the best they can. I promise you, they're not mailing it in on purpose. Yeah. If it feels like it, it's just because there's not that many new, fresh things <laughs> to do that are totally innovative. Yeah. And you know what? Q is a knockout. It looks great, different than anything we've ever made. But we already have to start thinking how are we going to make Q next year really unique and not remind people of this where it looks like we rehashed this? Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's and, the challenge.
2: And that's a huge challenge. Because we use Decofoil. Well, if we use Decofoil again, well, they say that's bad. You know, with the, this element and this element, can we, you know, are people going to get tired of pure if we keep putting it in Trinity and then in other things too? Maybe they will. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly battling with even the things that work for us. Yeah. will they keep working if we run them in the ground. And I'm as guilty as every company of running things in the ground. That's why cut signature products aren't as strong as they used to be. Because we kept making them again and again and again. And it's like, how many cuts of Conrad Bain do you need? Or or (laughs) Janet Lee, or Betty White or whoever the the common people are. I mean, it's like, for real? All that changed was the border. Do you keep needing more of these? So, we've got to back off and we've got to keep trying to innovate, like you say. And every company is trying to do it, even if collectors don't think they are. Every one of my, me and our competitors, we're trying to do a better job of that. But collector feedback's a huge part of it. Oh, of course. And if collectors keep to themselves their opinions, like you say, you love Court Kings, yeah. if you just keep that to yourself, you don't share that with anyone, Panini has no feedback on what they're trying to do. Yeah. If you don't tell me what you think at Q, I have no feedback on what I'm trying to do. That I think that's sense. critical.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. How, how can people get a hold of you?
2: Um, you know, I'm one of the few guys who puts my info out there, Brian at leaftradingcards.com. I'm straight to me. It doesn't get filtered by people on the way to me your opinion gets heard right away your idea gets heard right away and i'll tell you we have people email me with ideas yeah and say dude i really want to see this yeah. i really want to see this and i'm a geek too i'm a card geek too if i see something cool i'm like yeah let's do it you know even if even if i don't make any money doing it i'll do it just because i want to see if it can be done
0: yeah definitely you know it's cool yeah no we'll, we'll definitely be looking out for for some inno- innovative ways in 2015 for leaf and, and 2016 as well hopefully that art uh on on metal
2: you know some there's all kinds of stuff that can be done art on pure instead of having a photo can we do art on the glass that that would be nice can we do i mean there's all kinds of things the problem is there aren't that many artists we have trouble getting the art done because we do a masterworks product where we need three or four thousand pieces of art and that's a massive undertaking Mm. so it's like we can't even think about doing other art because we can't (laughs) even get the art we already have planned (laughs) on but yeah no i hear you and and i think there's there's a lot of opportunity there Mm -hmm. especially as the licensing landscape kind of shifts and shade you know moves around a little bit artwork is going to be an interesting way for us to utilize personalities we may not be able to utilize otherwise
0: definitely well brian i I really appreciate you coming on you got Uh, it thanks for it andy thanks so much thank you we'll see you next time thanks guys okay so next up on the interview agenda we have a caller all the way from new york and that is in the tops corporate office clay laraski how's it going clay
4: Oh, I'm well, and yourself?
0: You know, it's it's great to hear from you, and I really do appreciate you spending a couple minutes here uh, to get the top side of things here on the special first anniversary of Beckett Radio, so thank you so much.
4: Well, congratulations on one year.
0: I, I appreciate it. Like we said off air, you know, one year is like a lifetime in this industry, exactly. and I feel like I've been doing it forever, but... It, it, it just, it, it's gone by so quick too, you know? So let's let's get the interview questions going. And one of my favorite products from you guys this past year just recently came out and that was 2014-15 Topps Premier Gold. And you guys uh, debuted the product last year and it was a fantastic product. Everyone was going crazy for it. And this year you guys ramped it up a little bit with the new base card design and some inclusions with some die cut uh, die-cut autographs. Now, in your opinion, how has the response been for this release?
4: The, the response has been great. And, you know, part of the reason the response has been so, so strong is there's just a, a huge base um, and it's growing mm. of fans of the English Premier League in the United States. Yeah. Um, and that product is sold here in the U.S. and then overseas as well. Um, and, you know, last year was the first year that we launched it here in the U.S., and um, it's growing, and uh, we're looking to do more. We're we're very excited about uh, the response it's received.
0: Now, is there anything in the works for maybe doing more uh, in the States since, like you said, the popularity with soccer is growing so much over here uh, that it it probably can become a booming industry uh, inside the hobby world? What do you think?
4: Yeah, it has been discussed about doing some brand extensions um, or possibly some more brands you know, this, the Premier League product, the Premier League Gold product has done really well. So, you know, we want to build the brand and we want to take it at the pace of which it's accepted and not try and overdo it um, because we feel like long run, um, it has a pretty, pretty strong potential of being not only a big sport here, but also a big brand um, amongst consumer packaged goods, such as, you know, trading cards. Definitely. Now,
0: uh, for people who didn't know, NPR did a wonderful interview uh, about tops' digital app called Bunt. And right. we've had a bunch of conversations with uh, Chris Vaccaro over there in the digital studio. And I just want to get your take on the future of digital cards. And where do you think Topps Bunt, Kick, and I think the other one's called Tops Huddle, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, where correct, do you think correct. those are going uh, in 2015?
4: I mean... Listen we're you probably heard the news about Cyberger yeah um a couple of weeks back, and he he was a gentleman who innovated the trading card and he was part of tops yeah um and for us to go to the digital trading card, it's a natural evolution of of what we've done and how we've innovated. And um, it's definitely something that's here to stay. It's only going to get bigger. There will always be a physical card business. Um, that's, a, that's a huge business, and everyone knows uh, what the trading card landscape is about and, and collecting. And uh, that's not going to go away. But there is, and there are a lot of opportunities with digital trading cards. And we're just scratching the surface with it um it's been very successful thus far I'm sure Chris has told you definitely and uh you know we're, we're the first to do this and we're going to keep going and making it even better
0: now I'm glad you brought up Cyburger. uh a couple weeks ago when we found out the unfortunate news of his passing we talked about it and his impact on the hobby I just want to get a personal take with you on how uh what Cyburger meant to you uh maybe uh, you know a, an awesome story of of talking to him over at Tops.
4: Well, he retired in '97, okay. and then he became—I believe it was '97. Then he was a consultant. So I—I w- I had just started at Tops when he was still consulting. He was one of the nicest guys you can ever meet. I mean, he, it didn't matter if it was the first day on the job for me, and he had been there, you know, already for many years. Yeah, he still spoke to me and treated me as I've been a colleague with him forever, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a great thing about him, and I think that's the reason why so many players um, and people in our business were drawn to him just because of his kindness and his, his ability to socialize in any circle. Um, I got to spend quite a few, you know, moments with him and, and attend some events with him. And it was pretty, you know, I was, t- I was telling someone how amazing it was to go with, to him, uh, go with him to an all-star game yeah. um, party where he literally, there were players, hall of famers and active players waiting in line <laughs> to shake his hand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and, and as each guy came up, he was like, oh, Clay, this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um,
4: so it was amazing the impact that he had not only on the players' lives but on all of our lives who collect. Um, so he left. he's definitely left an, a tremendous legacy, and we, we hope to, to build on that, and part of doing digital trading cards is is building on that.
0: You know, I'm, Keith Olbermann is, is, uh, is kind of a shock jock for me uh, in some words, but I think he had a great tribute on uh, Cy Berger on his television show on the legacy right. that he did, and, and kind of a history of of the man and, and all that good stuff, and so yeah,
4: I mean his tribute it was really spot on because when you think about what he did it wasn't just trading cards, but how did trading cards affect the overall landscape of sports, yeah, you know it was truly the first piece of um, consumer marketing yeah. that you can use with baseball players because if it was nineteen fifty two and you lived in the middle of nowhere, and all you knew of a player was maybe a black and white image in a newspaper, Cyburger and Tops was bringing you this image in full color with full stats with, yeah. with information. So it, it brought the players to life. And even when you think about it and put it into perspective, that's, a, that's a major thing that he did for sports.
0: Oh yeah. And, you know, yeah. just hearing how he literally was the creator of 1952 Tops. you know, he was sitting in, in, his, in his house, you know, creating it by hand and all this. I, I personally had no idea about that, you know. I know he had a, a huge impact on it, but I didn't know he was the, the guy who literally made this card and made it into what it is today, you know. Um, right.
4: Amazing guy, amazing stories.
0: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah uh let's go to baseball since that is everyone's favorite sport here uh but tops high tech is officially back but unfortunately some collectors are talking about how there are too many parallels in this one product now what right. is your response to these people uh on how really more parallels are probably better for this product
4: I, I but here's what i would tell you is that i've heard from you know a ton of people who also like all the parallels
0: oh yeah yeah
4: um You know, the one thing with this product that I I think is very interesting Mm. is that people are finding value in the parallel. Yeah. And it's not just about the autograph. Look, I I know the autograph is important. It's one of the hits in the product. But, um, you know, one of the challenges with, with the card manufacturers and this entire industry is the value that we put in and the value that people get out. Definitely. Um, If we can bring extra value that's not an autograph or a relic, but just comes straight from creativity or technology or innovation, that's that's a win for everyone Mm -hmm. because then you don't have to charge X amount because you're paying uh, you're paying a player X amount um, and then in turn. The collector saying, "Well, I want X amount back." Yeah, um, it's just a really hard equation. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but whenever you can give value out of something that you're not putting a ton of investment in, um, that's a great thing. So you know, we'll balance it for next year. But I'm I'm really excited um, what tw- for 2015 tech and seeing what it's going to look like. And uh, look, we don't want to go overboard and you go crazy with the parallels where it becomes like so confusing that you can't even follow. Yeah. But we, we, we do want to make sure that it's evolving on a year to year basis.
0: Uh, and yeah, we, we got a couple boxes in to, to break it. And, and we had a lot of fun just looking at the different amount of parallels. I mean, I know it was tough, For the baseball guy here trying to figure out, okay, which parallel is what, you know, trying to, uh, I guess, outline it and all that good stuff. But just to see it, the different designs and how complex yet simple it can be, uh, I think is brilliant. So, you know, I'm like you said, I'm really looking forward to what you guys haven't planned uh, for 2015 for this product. But let's go over to something that everyone's been talking about, and that's with the recent news of Press Pass closing its doors. And it's super unfortunate that a card company uh, is leaving us, but there is a huge market with NASCAR. And I have yeah. to ask you, Clay, is there any, any little hints or teasers that tops might be getting into the nascar market
4: right well you know it's it's something that we've looked at and we pay close attention to you know all the licenses yeah um i can't tell you whether we're going to get into it or whether we're not yeah but what i will tell you is that i know it's an important sport mm-hmm. um i know the people that i know many of the people that worked at press pass uh, one of the gentlemen's uh work work, work with us here at, at tops now so, um, yeah, it's you, you never want to see a business within the trading card industry um, shut its doors, and, and it's unfortunate. But hopefully um, someone will go in, whether it's us or someone else, and, and, you know, do right by the NASCAR license and bring those collectors, you know, w- what they're looking for.
0: And, yeah, it would be great. Uh, to see the NASCAR uh, market and the NASCAR cards come back because there's so many different things you can do with it and have some fun with it. And we all know that the NASCAR fans out there are one of the most diehard uh, fans that you can possibly be. So that would be interesting to see. Final question, looking back at 2014, what was your most favorite product that you guys released? And as well as looking forward to 2015, what would be the product that you're most looking forward to?
4: Let's see that's a really good question. Um I kind of loaded it pro- on you right I, have, there. I have every single product we've produced <laughs> for the year. It's it's actually behind my desk. So yeah. I'm looking at them. <laughs> nice. Um you know, I think I think Dynasty is one of the most beautifully designed cards. Yes. Ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just <laughs> I have to say that because I'm from Tops, but I think it's a really great looking card and you know, although it offers an autograph and a patch on on every card, I think it's just a great looking cards you know i i have a i have a card that's on my desk and it's it's just something great to look at and i think uh, you know a lot of that gets lost too when we're when we're looking at trading cards is about just the aesthetic and the design of them and you know the appeal and um so I, i'm glad we were able to hit both you know the value of the design and the value of the autograph and the value of the patch piece all in one yeah um that's not always easy to do mm-hmm um, especially these days. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with that. Um, I also, you know, and we have a history of doing this. I also like it when we take old products, bring them back to life or put the tweak on them like we did with tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great to see a product like that come back. I know there was a, there, there there's a huge, um, circle of people who are still collecting the older releases i've always been a big fan of it. it was it was a product that i collected i've always loved the look of it um i thought it was a little bit complex even more so back in <laughs> back in the, the late 90s yeah um but i remember trying to chase all the different um barry bonds cards uh, there were so many um <laughs> but uh you know so I, I i'm happy about that one and then for 2015 um we have some new products that are going to be coming out we can't we're not ready to announce yet mm-hmm. Um, and, and some new things that we're doing, um, but that's the great thing about this industry is that it's it's ever changing. It's it's it's, it's, it's a, it evolves by the minute. Something that's hot, you know, two weeks ago might not necessarily be hot today. Yeah. So it's our job as manufacturers, you know, especially from from tops being you know the leader, is that we need to stay on top of it and and deliver to the collectors what they want, and um, you know. The more we hear, the better, because then we can um, we can build the the right product for them.
0: Definitely, yeah, I I completely agree with, especially with Topps Dynasty. Just seeing uh, the the card images on on the patches and and just the design, like you said, I'm I'm a big artistic person, and so right. when when someone puts the time and effort into a card, making it look that uh, elegant, I guess I think would be a great word. Just I personally would say I would. I would encapsulate the card if i if i got one and put it on the wall and kind of show it off to people and say hey th- this is a great piece of art <laughs> you know yeah. it, it just it, it transcended not just cards but it, it, an art and so you know for tops to do that you know kudos to you guys and the product development team on that it, it was just a beautiful product to see well clay i i really appreciate you coming on and, and our unfortunately our time is up but hopefully next time we can have you on soon and talk about all what uh, Tops has to offer in 2015. So thank you so much, and you have a good one. Appreciate it. All right, so final interview for this special one-year anniversary of Beckett Radio features none other than, like I say always, the man, Mr. Tracy Hackler, with another man. Not the man, but a man. Tracy, what's up, dude? <laughs> oh, what's going on, There That's a,
5: a grand intro. You know, I love I, that. Yeah,
0: I, I like doing the intros.
5: I need to do this show more often really so do, I can get man. those intros Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll I'll kinda be more creative next time. But no, the that's man good. is that's legendary. Well, you know, I, legendary I don't know
5: staff. if it's a I don't know if it fits, but I <laughs> but I'll take it.
6: Okay, well good. What used to be legendary was the hack fro. Yeah, you can't see it now. There's no fro. I don't know what this is. We'll have well, to figure it out by
5: the end. This is a, yeah, it's
0: this is all business. Yeah. No yeah it's, it's like I need to get it cut. Yeah. No, I think to get this cut? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> the he needs to get it cut. Like the, yeah. He's got the yeah, creatures. Thing.
5: The Froze is too high maintenance. I love the Froze, well, but it's to, just, yeah, well, yeah. It's just it's too It's a much. shame he
6: can't see it. Yeah. Maybe we should tweet an image of it. We can do that. We I can. got a face made for radio anyway. Yeah, so. we all do.
0: So uh, I got tons of questions for you, and Chris Olds wants to come in and, and kind of just – Play my co-host for this. Sure, absolutely. Play is the key word. Yeah. (laughs) So let's kind of start out. Paramount Basketball uh, is coming out. I think it's coming out the day this goes live, Thursday.
5: Paramount Basketball released... Yesterday.
0: Yesterday, okay.
5: If yesterday is Wednesday.
0: Yes, so today we're taping it, which is Wednesday. Right. Okay. So when this airs Thursday,
5: Paramount will have been live for one day. Exactly. So (laughs) it's already out. Dynamite. People are loving it. Released today, yeah. Yeah. It's a different different product. I mean, Mm -hmm. the configuration is is different, but Mm -hmm. the the Dufex technology. Yeah. People have a love affair with Dufex. Not everyone, but Mm -hmm. anybody who who uh, knew it back in the day. Yeah. It's this proprietary printing technology uh, done overseas. And for the longest time, it, it went away for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. And we tried to, to recapture it with something that we called Nufex, which was close. Yeah, But it just didn't, it wasn't quite Dufex. Yeah. And when we finally had the chance to, to get real Dufex back, we did it in a product called Paramount. Um, so all the base cards um, are are on DuFex. And then you're also getting two, two autographs, three yeah, autographs, one three, memorabilia, yeah. Th- yeah, three autographs, one, one memorabilia, mm-hmm. and then five dufex cards. Okay. And uh, the autographs are uh, the the vast majority of them are all on card. Mm-hmm. It's a higher kind of a higher end product. Yeah, not too exorbitant, but mm-hmm. um, but the contents there, the qualities there, and I think on the heels of of Court Kings basketball, which released uh, a few weeks prior to it, yeah. it gives two distinctly different looks and feels of products so, so although they they may have come out back to back mm-hmm. they offer something quite unique um, in their own right
0: yeah and you know a lot of people are saying that the price point might be a little too high for paramount mm-hmm. i think it's at 240 or something like that is what i saw okay uh, somewhere what what is your response to those collectors out there that say
5: that a lot of products are not necessarily hit or miss but but there's a there's a uh, the higher the risk usually the higher the reward type Mm -hmm. thing i think paramount delivers real value Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not every box is going to blow you away but i think with the type of on-card autograph content and the type of memorabilia and then the buybacks as well the the original buybacks are falling one every two cases roughly it's only a five box case Mm -hmm. so one every ten boxes on average is Getting a buyback. And those are, again, all on card, low numbered. So I think the values there, it's a new product. So there's a little, there There might be a little bit of hesitation. And as much as we may not want to embrace the fact, maybe not a lot of people know what Dufex is Mm -hmm. because it's been a while since Dufex has been around. But but I think once they see it and they see the, the Dufex is a lot like Prism in the sense that uh, the parallels, the the color, the bronzes, the blues, the golds, low number chases will really draw a lot of value as well.
6: So the, I mean, part of the cost is obviously the printing technology, mm-hmm. and then also the approach of the product. Is this is this kind of a product kind of a? I don't want to totally say it this way, but does it is it cater to the group breaking audience perhaps, or is this a singles like like for me if it's too expensive as for a box, I'll do singles if I want stuff. Yeah, I mean, right. do you think that's part of the strategy or just the practical? You know, the more that's in it, the more it costs.
5: Well, I think it's more that. Yeah. I think the, and once you see the, I brought one box over for you guys to open because it's, it, another thing about Paramount that a lot of people don't know is that it's really, really low. It, mm. It's limited. So yeah, those really,
6: buyback names are pretty big too. Yeah. Yeah. The,
5: there's just not a lot of it out there. So, but I think once people open it and they see that it's a, it's a higher quality stock, it's thicker, the Dufex obviously does cost, and the on-card autograph content, is strong. Yeah. The aesthetic is there, so I think as enough of it gets open, I think uh, it'll balance out. And I think people will see the the uh, beauty of it.
0: Yeah. Now let's. Uh, you also mentioned Court Kings, which that's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, yeah. Last year, the court part. The well, the king part, but <laughs> oh, I'll take okay. the court part. No, last year was was the first year. Um, of I think it came back actually. Yeah. Uh, also return yeah, yeah was a return. Yeah, return. But last year was a huge hit. This year, you revamped it and it's even better. Uh, what should people expect that would entice them to buy a few boxes of, of Court Kings?
5: Uh, I love Court Kings. Yeah. A, a, I'm a kind of a football first guy, but of our basketball releases, Court Kings is one of my favorite because it is so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays box off toppers. kind of the uh, yeah, yeah. right the the oversized box toppers, yeah. Yeah. Um, one per box. Mm-hmm. A lot of those are autographed. It just allows our creative teams to, to really kind of stretch the, the, the boundaries of what they're normally doing. It, yeah. And it shows in the, in the finished product. Um, the the art theme is carried out through every aspect of the product. Um, and it's different looks, too. It's not the same artistic mm-hmm. look. They're, they're, the names of the inserts are cool. Art Nouveau is one of yeah. my favorite <laughs> inserts. It's the jumbo rookie swatch card mm-hmm. that is phenomenal. Yeah. The canvas texture. Um, it's not going to break the bank on you but in it's terms got of cost. Multiple
6: hits though per box though. Yeah. It is a yeah. pretty good hit delivery. Yeah, it is
5: a it is a hit uh, machine. A hit factory or, or <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I just like the the look and feel of it. It plays kind of off the heritage of a uh, of a Diamond Kings, mm-hmm. yep. a Gridiron Kings.
6: Yeah. So you think we'll see more Kings in the future?
5: I think uh, I think you could see wink, see wink. more Kings in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh exclusive and again it is something that's really completely different Mm -hmm. um one of the uh and maybe one of the lesser heralded aspects of that set is the I believe it's the performance art memorabilia Mm -hmm. insert yeah um is a game dated memorabilia insert card so Mm -hmm. so the the card image on the front the 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 artistic rendering of that uh, player's image is from that game that the jersey that he's wearing is from Yeah. it's dated it gives a stat line and um that's something I think that that uh, more people should at least look into and look at that. Mm. They
6: say they want it, so here it is. Go yeah, get it. Yes, yeah, exactly.
5: so and we did that with uh, limited football as well, with game dated mm. uh, materials, and whenever we can do that, we we want to we want to continue pushing that envelope as well. Yeah.
0: Now let's go over to the diamond national treasures. Oh. Uh, looks absolutely insane. Uh, people are going nuts. I know this 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 guy right here, Chris Olds, is has been going insane for this. Uh, I see
6: a box for
5: Box Busters, like right there. Yes, yeah,
0: I right had to sneak there. that out of it's the office. Happen, right yeah.
5: so, if it ever gets tracked back to me, uh,
0: well, I'll be sure to edit that, that. <laughs> that part yeah. out. No, no. no uh, it. Somehow it just flew here. Yes, yeah, uh, so had
6: wings. <laughs> I made a deal with Blowout. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> no. Now, was was there any reasoning on releasing it around the holidays so people could obviously spend their you know Christmas money, or or parents could buy it for their kids for Christmas? Was there any planning towards that? Or, you know, maybe some, like, you know, everyone's off for the holidays, so, hey, might as well go buy the best product out there right now, National Treasures.
5: Let me tell you that if my mom ever bought me something like National Treasures for Christmas, she would be (laughs) a first ballot mom of the (laughs) year. Yeah. Uh, Timely reference. Yeah, very nice. (laughs) Hall of Fame. Yes. um, (laughs) Hall of Hackler. But, you know, I think National Treasures in any sport Mm. is always kind of an end-of-the-season whiz-bang wow factor type product yeah. and, and so we usually like to end the season or near the end of the season yeah. bring that out uh, the the national treasures from two years ago came out i think in february came out
6: too late for our awards issue but oh. this year's didn't <laughs> dun, dun,
5: dun. <laughs> um, so this is kind of the window for it yeah. <laughs> this is kind of the window for it um but it it did provide a lot of liquidity in the market at a time when the market really needed it mm-hmm. and, again, and it was
6: actually supposed to come out a little sooner it did have a little bit of delays which that happens on everything But yeah. you know so it it came out the first week of january had been previous, i think just before christmas so maybe, maybe it wasn't late. their ideal you know structure but yeah late december time yeah, but frame, hey, it but worked out you know yeah, no, it, you, you can
5: wait for quality yeah you know absolutely <laughs> yeah. and that's another reason for the the timing of it is that a product like national treasures takes more time to acquire mm-hmm. the content and yep. you know hats off to Ben Eckler and the baseball team cuz they we didn't think the last national treasures could be duplicated or topped and were there
6: were there any marquee uh, memorabilia items that went into this one that you just haven't been talked about i mean i had i've looked but i haven't seen everything
5: yeah that is a that is a good question chris i I mean it's i mean aside from the bat barrels and bat knobs yeah there's 75
6: knobs in this product alone
5: it's just it's crazy but i'll have to get with ben and And those guys and ask them, because I'm sure there are. I mean, those guys always.
6: Well, you guys hadn't done anything on that. So that's why I was wondering. So,
5: but yeah, the, the, the booklets, the, the prime memorabilia, Mm. it's just a man. It's just a baseball history and a in a box in yeah, a brown
0: box. I mean personal shout out to the to the development team on putting Barry Bonds in there man. That that's my that's my dude. <laughs> and you know unfortunately he didn't make the Hall of Fame this year. He was I, in
6: Pittsburgh uniforms too though, you know.
0: But I did see I think I saw San Francisco. You did. did yeah, you Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If, if I'm not mistaken. He's in so both. I'm going to I'm going to go <laughs> towards the San Francisco there you and, go. And, and not think of the Pittsburgh but uh I want to ask you about the Hall of Fame Okay. I'm I'm just gonna throw that one out there. Okay. What did you think about the results and what do you think about the steroid era players, quote oh unquote? Boy. Do you think they're ever gonna make it in, in the Hall of Fame? Because well, they're already starting the to come PR back. Yeah, guy on the spot. Yeah, no, they're already starting to come back in the hobby. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Bonds, Clemens, allegedly, obviously. It, yeah. But, you know, what do you think about the actual Hall of Fame? Do you think they'll make it? Well,
5: that's a tough question, man. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that is that is a really tough question. This year's Hall of Fame class is, is, is it was crazy. It was mm-hmm. huge, BGO. relatively speaking.
0: <laughs> this guy was r- running around saying, oh, Randy Johnson's the only one.
5: And it's like, okay, I, but...
6: He was the only guaranteed one in my mind. Randy I mean, was?
5: Smoltz? You There's know, a Smoltz? I, is yeah. He just... He He's no Randy
6: Johnson. It. I don't know.
0: I, he didn't
5: he didn't blow up a bird. He and, did not. That's legendary. Right? That oh, is, yeah. Can we get a mem card of that? You know, I, showed, I was telling my oldest son about that. Randy Johnson blowing up a bird like two or three weeks ago. You mentioned I that yesterday
6: in his press conference, too, by the way. It really? came up. Yeah.
5: I called it up on YouTube and, and uh, showed my son, and he thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> the poor bird. I mean, yeah. the poor bird. Like,
0: I, well, I found out his personal logo, Randy Johnson's logo. There's a picture of a dead bird next to his name. Nice. Oh, no. So it's like he's he's with it for life. Yeah, he knows
6: it. Yeah. He he did bring it up as one of the highlight moments he gets asked about a lot. Really? I'm sure. like that. Yeah. I'm sure it is.
0: I wonder if he would get a lot of pictures, you know, saying, hey, could you autograph I bet he's kind
6: of kinda strict about auto- He may not sign those. Really? But yeah, he's got lots of rules. For example, at the National... Mm-hmm. He he's one of those guys who has like some I don't know what the word is like a caveats of what he will and won't sign. Mm-hmm. He won't mm-hmm. sign like uh, jerseys unless they're signed by like five other players. He's oh, wow. he's historically a very strict signer. Wow. And he doesn't have a lot of volume. He hasn't uh-huh. signed a lot at all generally.
5: He got a pretty unique signature too. Yeah, really? Yeah, it, it, it's a unique looking Lots of letters. signature.
6: Oh yeah.
0: Kind of like yeah. Ichiro just No, way no. neater than that. Way, way ne- more okay. way more detailed. At uh, Ichiro's eyes so I was like "What? what is this you know uh, like skirt what what yeah
5: we're doing some buybacks of each row too oh yeah and Jeter and of Derek G- Jeter yeah, yeah. Jeter, so that's going to be a lot of fun stuff in yeah there. we're excited to get those uh, kind of in circulation I think a few of them were in classics a few of the I think a few of both were in classics but then yep. they're they're going to really start it in 2015
0: yeah Now, uh, let's do another get-to-know Tracy Hackler. Uh, Okay. I sent these to you just so you knew what was going to be coming. (laughs) No surprises. Yeah, no surprises. But, you know, let's start it off with uh, what was your first memory of collecting cards as a kid?
5: You know, I thought about this on the way over here. Yeah. And I really have two.
0: Okay, that's fine. Two, if I
5: can share them with you. Uh, One of them is my brother Tim and I, when I was seven, he was ten. I just remember riding our bikes down to Seven Eleven on the corner and getting Slurpees and packs of cards. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what you know? I did. And, and man, I was re- really fond memories of that mm-hmm. and, and real vivid. I can I can see the street. I can yep. see the Seven Eleven and mm-hmm. um, and we held on to those cards. And back then, you know, seventy seven or seventy eight. I'm dating He's myself. Old. <laughs> I just turned forty five. Oh, in the man. interest of full disclosure, but uh, <laughs> we. The car. We needed the cards t- to learn more about our sports yeah. heroes. Yeah. We didn't have 24/7. Your iPhone SPN, wasn't there yet. Right, and so <laughs> they they served a purpose more than just hey, it's a cool picture and there's a little tidbit on the back. We mm-hmm. studied stats and it was, yeah. uh, I was, man, it was. I, so that's one of my memories. And the other one was my my dad w- worked at a printing facility. Optographics. Right. He worked for uh-huh. a company called Optographics, and yeah. they uh, they actually made the lenticular discs.
0: And Kellogg's, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The
5: the disc were in Slurpee cups a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. The wow. forerunner
6: to Sportflicks. Yes. Oh, okay. The
5: forerunner to Sportflicks. So, uh, my dad, I don't know if he was even allowed to do this, but he would bring <laughs> home some some sheets and some oh, samples yeah. and stuff, and my brother and I were, yeah. we're in hog heaven because we're like, holy cow, you know, and the cards moved, and yeah. it was it was a different, obviously a different time, but yeah. um, those two memories are what kind of got us got got me hooked on this industry.
0: Yeah. Now. Let's let's go forward into I guess you know maybe twenty years ago. Why did you want to go into the hobby collecting world as a career uh, to kind of take it to the next level?
5: Um, well, I realized pretty early in high school that I that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. Six foot five, four
6: seventy two.
5: No, not really. I lacked a lot of the uh, a lot of the intangibles yeah. that are required. For the next level but but i i had a real love for sports journalism mm-hmm. uh we we were lucky enough to grow up in, in the dallas area with the fantastic sports page sports day at the dallas morning news so i yeah. kind of cut my teeth on that so i i made a choice like back in i guess i was a sophomore in high school that i would i started working on the school paper there and then uh and you chose to be a broncos fan yeah, yes why yeah well i've heard
0: this story okay i need to hear this one the
5: the reason i'm a broncos fan yeah. is because of super bowl 12 okay when the cowboys and broncos play, mm-hmm.
6: and uh, further proof he's old <laughs>
5: i was trying to
0: think when that was 12.
6: and i was like I'm, yeah I'm that that's like that uh, 18 before or eight before my first super bowl yeah. i remember
5: <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if i i had an affinity for the underdog or i felt bad for because everybody else around here in texas yeah. loved the cowboys oh, and yeah. hated this rebel this denver broncos team mm-hmm. so i've I decided then I'm going to cheer for the Broncos. They got destroyed. I never had a chance because <laughs> the, the Cowboys D was so phenomenal. Yeah. And I was a big Cowboys fan prior to that. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I started. And maybe it was the colors and maybe it was the underdog thing. And, yeah. and uh,
0: Orange just gets your eye. Man, the, you know?
5: the, the old school Broncos uniforms, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the 70s era. The, yeah. The bright orange and bright blue. Oh, yeah. Man. You can't miss that. It's, and so ever since then, I've been a Broncos fan.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it kind of worked out in the end because Peyton's here, but You've kind of had some dips along the way. I, the Niners kind of you know, destroyed that 55, one. 55, 10? Yeah, 55, 14 or 10. Yeah, no, something it was like 10. That. 10? Yeah. Uh, I was going to give you four points.
5: <laughs> we could have we used them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. So then I went to University of North Texas, uh, majored in journalism. Uh, I wanted to be a newspaper sports guy, yeah. and I did that for a little bit. And I Denton? Yes, in Denton. I've seen his resume. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I got an internship here at Beckett. Really? Really? In the summer of '95, um, and then I got married, and then I went to work for the Denton Record-Chronicle, nice. covering high school sports and a little bit of college sports. Yeah. And then a few months later, I got a call back, said, "You want to come here full time?" And I said, "Yes." Pepper Hastings. Pepper Hastings, right? Wow, the the great, the great Pepper Hastings, <laughs> kind of managed me during my internship. Him and Mike Payne, and nice. They, and they brought me back, and um, and and so ever since then, I've just been a. It's been a blessing of a of a career. And
0: now, has Mike Payne? Always been a grumpy old man.
5: <sighs> Compared to this guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say no. No, no, okay. no, because I, you know, I'm, I've had the, the the privilege of knowing Mike for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we we all give him a hard time, but uh, no, he was uh, he was my boss. In fact, for for a long time here. Wow. See, um,
6: the Tracy Hackler like hobby odyssey is all over the place. Yeah. He, he was here twice. Yeah. At <laughs> Panini slash Donruss. Okay. You know. He yeah. was the PR guy at Donruss when I got started writing cards professionally. That's true Good story, yeah. Wow. So, all the way back in two thousand one. Yeah,
5: as the history goes, it goes it goes Beckett for five years, Donruss for four, Beckett for six, and then I've been at Panini for five, four, five. This is your
6: fifth. You're, you're coming up on five. Wow!
5: So, but it's been a thrill ride, man. I, yeah. I, I you know I. I pinch myself just about every day. I realize yeah, this is, to
6: be able to
0: bring these products to us that, you know, like Yeah, I get
5: to promote sports cool. cards and
0: Yeah, and be Panini in the sports world every right, day. Right. We're day, surrounded you
5: know? and no one's as active as Penny is and we yeah. we have so we're always doing something with Athletes and mm-hmm. I get the chance to to, to interview them and yeah. and talk to them about sports cards. Yeah, which man, that's
6: pretty sweet gig. I
0: don't think
5: it, get, I don't think it gets much better. We got <laughs>
6: Dragon Ball Z too, you know.
5: We yeah. do. That's smoking hot. Yeah,
0: too. no, we've we've uh, done a few contests with that. That's non-sports That's going, you know, it's absolutely crazy, insane. Yeah,
5: uh, we're really excited about 2015 and, yeah. and Dragon Ball Z.
0: Now, well, <laughs> let's go back to Panini. Uh, <laughs> I predict that you guys will be big winners in 2015. So make me look good and tell me why this one—the this statement—is an accurate statement. Man, I'm laying down the gauntlet.
5: You are. It's I happened. think. I handle look, this. like, like so many teases that, that I've given on these airwaves, mm-hmm. and, it, yeah. and it, it's just stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. it's we're, happens daily. We're, Seriously, like I told you, Chris, on your on your New Year's uh, predictions. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, we're, we're really excited about 2015, mm-hmm. um, and we have a lot of reasons to be excited. It, yeah. And w- it starts immediately for us. I mean, the, the the beginning of every year is kind of our sprint time. We start with the because so We go NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, Super Bowl, NBA All-Star. Into the industry summit, yeah. uh, NFLPA rookie premiere, NFL draft, and so it, we're. But it's going to be a big year for us, and and uh, for for all the right reasons.
6: Something else that starts the year strong with its biggest event is NASCAR. Are we going to get any information potentially there? Huh. Give us the company line on what the approach might be. Yeah, let's hear about that. Um,
5: that's a good question. I I I haven't. I know nothing about it. I don't either. As you. <laughs> As you just, well yeah, that's know, why i'm asking <laughs> as you well know Olds, i don't know a whole lot about nascar yeah. um or <laughs> they have wh- four tires turn left, yeah, so or what, left. Tracks <laughs> yeah or what the future holds for that collectible space but okay. i know dj kasmarek who's our vp of sales has some nascar experience he so does
6: he used to work at press pass oh. so There you go. i think seven years something like that not so sure what natural, that means there are some but,
5: ties. but um yeah we
6: um as you were saying earlier anything is possible probably yeah.
5: Oh, anything's possible. And Nick Mativich is a a, former Right, a a real good friend of mine from Mm -hmm. uh, Donors' Press Pass. So hope he uh, hope he lands on his feet. I'm sure he will. He's a smart guy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, if Panini does grab the license or or whatever that might be, they'll obviously do do some damage. You know, because you guys it's all about that
6: NASCAR. Well, yeah, (laughs) Rubbing is racing. Lots of G- fenders yeah. bent. Yeah. No, I but mean, honestly, I mean, I, I have no idea whether they would be interested. I mean, I don't NASCAR either, Honestly, complete, I do not know. Yeah. NASCAR is a very different animal when it comes to licensing. A lot mm-hmm. more things to get approved. There's no union, so you know who knows. There may be no company pursuing it at this point. Yeah. I have no idea.
5: Well, yeah. that was always the talk when I was here and when I was at Donruss and and Panini. Was that the the, the licensing is just it, so there's much a lot of hurdles that you have to clear. Yeah. Yep. Um, so who knows? I mean, that's maybe something we can all keep our eyes peeled for in 2015. Yeah. Nothing would surprise me, though.
0: Final question, unless Chris Olds has a few more. <laughs> uh, can you give us a little insight on what Panini has in store with all these colleges, you know, picking all these uh, different contracts up or, or deals up with them? Uh, what what should we expect from Panini as far as the college market goes, I guess?
5: Yeah, I think a lot of excitement. Uh, we've uh, we've already announced quite a few uh, schools exclusively Um Oregon being one of them, they they got a big game coming up. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, Texas, yeah. uh, Miami, a lot of a lot of different schools, and and there's probably more to come on that front. Yeah, but I know we're we're, we're, we're tremendously excited about. What, what these licenses and what that that, that gives us the, the opportunity to do mm. not only in our existing product lines yeah but in presence
6: for, at events and things like that is it going to be more of that kind of
5: territory well like, you know Jason I mean he yeah. Jason's all college caravans all about being everywhere so, <laughs> so so I would uh, I would imagine that we would have when when we're allowed to we would have uh, meaningful activation at, yeah. at the at the marquee uh, college events and, and any game day. Oh, sure there you go. On the set Tracy yeah. Hackler Putting yeah. on mascot heads
0: <laughs> Yeah That would be perfect Wouldn't it That would be pretty cool
5: I like that I need to pitch that I'll I think Scott on Scott would probably be better <laughs> I mean he used to be uh, Super yeah, fan Yeah Oh Here. really He's yeah. got
6: Beckett super fan cards I have one yeah, hidden somewhere He does Oh man The whole body, body paint thing and, paint and uh, everything Top hat yeah,
0: really. So, like yeah. I got a Doctor
6: Seuss top. Hat. I got to see this.
5: Oh, it's worth.
0: Yeah, it's worth seeing for sure. Is it kind of scary looking? It I mean, is scary. Yeah. yeah, he was in all like all the ads, right?
6: There was like an ad oh, yeah. campaign. Oh and yeah, They had he cards was, uh, of him.
5: <laughs> that was great. And yeah, he was go, just go to shows, just yeah. run around, just crazy. Wow. It was our Red uh, Bull, or <laughs> no, sorry. It was the blue and yellow phase. It was yeah. all. Uh, uh, yeah. but But um, yeah, we're excited about the, uh, the college market and and our place in it. And as soon as we're able to start showcasing. Some of our plans, we're we're absolutely going to do that big time. So Cool.
0: Well, yeah, that's all I got on my end. Olds, what do you got? I know you got something.
5: No, I
6: kind of dropped in there a couple times. I mean, I think the college thing will be fascinating, whether, you know, other college-focused companies in the past, more than one, they've pretty much done autographs, Mm -hmm. and pretty much that's about it. I've been fascinated with the thoughts of, like, college memorabilia, of, like, stadiums and, you know – Helmet decals, I mean, that's been done. But you know, the thought of what Panini might bring to the table in that area, obviously, like the Bear Bryant hat card Mm -hmm. three, four years ago, that's like, to me as an Alabama person, that's like an iconic, memorable thing. And I think that's probably we're gonna hopefully see more of that because you got, you know, Panini has the resources to do so. Mm -hmm. You know, Press Pass is a smaller company, so when they were doing college focused products, it was pretty much mostly autographs, sometimes jerseys, but not the full Monty both ways. Yeah. So. Any thoughts there?
5: I mean, I think you're on the right track. I think yeah, okay. we've we've. Uh, I mean, you know what what our products entail and yeah. and what's in them and. and
6: National Treasures College Edition coming. That soon. would be great. Once we're
5: uh, once we're good to go in the spring, I think it, you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of exciting developments as it relates to the college arena. Personally, I'm. I'm probably as excited about the opportunity to, to use rookies in their college uniform. Yeah. Today. I mean,
6: just, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, I had a discussion with a, a collector on Twitter the other day, for example, and I don't know if there's a practical reason for this, but Reggie White, Tennessee mm-hmm. volunteers, mm-hmm. he's never had, I think, but one or two volunteers cards. Oh, really? It's probably a licensing thing right. with him, but I mean that, you know, big names, seeing them in a different way or just not seeing them in a way you haven't seen in 10, 15 years. Yeah. could be very interesting. Yeah you know, a guy like uh, Harbaugh going to Michigan, suddenly there will be more interest in his stuff there, particularly if there's a Michigan logo. Sure. You know, and, and, and that's a way to revitalize the card market if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, co- college probably won't always compete as much, say, with NFL. Yeah. But you're going to have a pocket of people buying college stuff that isn't going to buy NFL necessarily yeah. because their players aren't going to get traded. They've already, they're, they've come and gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. they're done. You know, so it's a way to revitalize both brands when you think about it.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, it's a, and I've seen some of the preliminary mock-ups and I was blown away by them. So I can't wait to start sharing some of those. And I don't, it, also in the interest of full disclosure, I don't know what, what all of our plans are in terms of uh, college only releases, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll share that information with you guys as soon as we have it. That's,
0: that's what I'm talking about. You know. That should be fun. I yeah. mean.
6: Plain and simple. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it'll
0: be a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, I I think with what you just said, my statement with predicting Panini is going to be Big winners in 2015. I got it right there. That's what I wanted. Nailed so, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. It. But uh, all right, Tracy, we're we're coming up on 30 minutes.
5: Holy talking. cow! Yeah,
6: just
0: went by like that. So That's a
6: whole lot of hackler. Yeah, it's <laughs> <That's laughs> too much hackler.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's too much olds.
5: But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, duh.
0: Um, but yeah, no. I uh, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, of, uh, of course. Uh, Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, you're you're a special guest on on uh, I love Radio. It. So
5: I love it. One year anniversary show and <laughs> crazy man. Um, man, we're yeah, we're, I'm honored to be here. Panini uh, uh, loves working with you guys and, and uh, looking forward to the next one.
0: Definitely. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate it, and we'll see you around. All right, man. Thanks, Derek. Chris? So, special thanks to literally everyone that came on the show, either through the phone or in person. So, shout-out to Mr. Brian Gray, Clay Laraski, Tracy Hackler, Andy Broom, Mr. Justin Gruner. Justin, we we thank you. Oh, thank you. I got a
1: shout-out on am in here. That's yeah, awesome.
0: So so shout-out to that. I just want, uh, before we go into the prizes, because we got tons, tons of prizes.
1: This is the biggest giveaway Beckett Radio has ever done. I'm telling you,
0: people, you know, they don't believe me when I'm like, this show's going to be jam-packed. You have to listen in. I, I sent a little picture out on Twitter of some of the stuff we we were giving away right? Uh, and, and people were liking it. But we got even more stuff from that I time, know, man. So we'll go through that. But uh, a little closing talk. One of my idols, uh, Stuart Scott, uh, passed away uh, battling cancer for right. eight, eight years, seven, eight years. And uh, it, it kind of hit me hard because my mom's going through that. Yeah. And his SB speech, I sent to my mom when she kind of found out she had cancer. And, and yeah. I kind of uh sent it periodically when she was having tough times throughout chemo right and it kind of helped her uh, look on the lighter side of things you know because Stuart he he was such a charismatic guy
1: and yeah well yeah. And if you think about it the way I look at it and tie it into our our industry our hobby mm-hmm. is this guy made it cool to watch Sports Center like I I was I kind of like sports when I was a kid and then seventh grade hit and he was on Sports Center, and I was like, "This guy's the coolest person ever." Yeah, and it made you more interested and more excited to even collect because now you're following the guys that Stuart Scott's talking about. It was yeah. really neat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was he's gonna be missed, man. I've, yeah. I was very very saddened when I heard him. Yeah, heard about him passing. Like he
0: he was he was one of the uh, the people that want that made me go into broadcasting. Uh, like like you said, I I was a adi- I still am. I'm addicted to SportsCenter. That's how I get my sports news. Well, I have
1: UVerse, so I watch it on yeah
0: I, at, my, at my desk
1: all day long. And like, I listen to it.
0: You know, with him and Rich Eisen, you know that was the classic duo. Oh, yeah. know, of catchphrases of, of just having fun. You know, in the moment, and so it's definitely gonna be uh, hard to see him not be on the NBA Finals. You know, uh, yeah. talking to guys, I, NBA countdowns. You know, SportsCenter. But uh, his legacy will definitely uh, be implanted in, in American society with how he kind of took the reins and brought in uh, not just pop culture, but uh, cultural references uh, to his generation, his race, and made it into mainstream. Because Keith Geez. Olbermann had a little, uh, I guess, uh, interview not an interview, but kind of a little... Overview of of his legacy, Stuart Scott's legacy, right. and talked a little bit about how uh, he got a lot of flack for the things that he said. You know, just his his catchphrases and his uh, the way he said things. Stuart Scott Booyah. on ESPN because it wasn't not that it wasn't right, but it wasn't ever done before. It wasn't normal. It yeah, was it, it, it was it, it was going against the grain. Exactly, and and so it, it was awesome to see that tribute by Keith Olbermann. Check it out if you haven't. But uh, yeah, passed away, age of forty nine, way too young. Uh, he will definitely be missed. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Stuart. Uh, so yeah, let's let's go to the giveaways. We got tons of them.
1: Yeah, way well, of bring it down and then I gotta boost I it back up. I,
0: I gotta give a little shout to, to my man Stuart. Right, you, know? you gotta. You, you, uh, the cooler, cool, what what cool on cool. the cooler than the other side of the pillow. As cool as the other side. Yeah, of the pillow. yeah. I mean that that stuff resonates and I love it. So yeah. But giveaways, we got tons of them. Like I said, we're giving away three different one-year subscriptions to your magazine of your choice. Wow! So I'm talking bsem baseball, football, hockey, basketball. We could probably even put card gamer if you guys are big yeah. gamers out there. I
1: w- uh, well, yeah, we could. You could.
0: Yeah, we could. So um, we we're gonna we're gonna do three random ri- winners. We have a 2014 baseball almanac. That we're giving away. uh, Still in the packaging. Very nice. Uh, We have 2014 Donruss Baseball Factory Set, 2014-15 Upper Deck Black Diamond, 2014 Tops Triple Threads Football, and 2014 Leaf Originals Wrestling. Wow. Boom. Boom boom i haven't said that in a while boom baby that deserves that's that's how i boom. do things around here justin <laughs> okay one from every company we appreciate you know panini tops upper deck and leaf. our own swag and our own swag so um what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say uh you have to um you have to send us an email or tweet at us so you can send us an email radio at put your name and your address, and what you liked about the show. You can say literally anything you want about this show. It has to be relevant to this week's show. This week's show only. This week's show all only. Right. What you liked about all the right. one-year anniversary show. Tell us in an email, radio at Beckett.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at Beckett Radio, and uh, retweet the show if you want. You can do whatever you want. And you
1: guys might have a better chance if you mention that Justin being back is your favorite part. I'll, I'll kind of grease the wheels a little bit there for Not you. Not at all. No, I, I, I try. I, I would accept uh, Boom coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Boom catchphrase coming back—that would be acceptable. You gave a shout out to me, so you can't—you can't give me a shout out and then go, "No, you're not one of the highlights yeah, of the show." That's true. There I you forgot go. about that.
0: I, I could edit that out, so
1: but you won't. You're a nice guy. Yeah, that's true. You're a stand-up kind of guy. Yeah.
0: So, so if you want to get included in this massive <laughs> giveaway that we yeah. have, uh, we have three, four, five, six, seven, eight different items. So, eight different winners. So you have a
1: better chance than we've ever had to win something yeah
0: and i mean i have a couple packs of certified football just laying around just so throw those in there too yeah might might throw some packs in there for for a couple people so yeah send us an email radio at becca.com tell us what you liked about the show uh and hit us up on twitter at becca radio all one word you know get get our followers up we're at like 5 30 that's, that's not bad that's not too i'll shady. take it i want a thousand i'm just saying i, I want a thousand
1: He's he's shooting for the moon there we're, with that one.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get there one day, but yeah, uh, eventually. Yeah. So special shout out to everyone that came on. Like I said, Justin, it's been a great year. It's been an awesome year. Here's here's to another year and, and a year after that. And Hopefully we'll be doing it a year after that. You never know. You're but,
1: you're planning way too far in the future. You're kind of making yeah, me uncomfortable now.
0: Yeah, sorry. That that's that's kind of like a marriage talk. You know, I,
1: know, I got married. I'm I've made this commitment yeah. once. I don't know if you, I can make that many. You know the dangers I, of, of these commitment talks. I don't know about danger. I'm not gonna ever see. It. No, really. You're not married, so you don't know what kind of talk that <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that would bring. That is true. I I, I am not yet married, so so. There
0: you go. We'll stick it to that But yeah. yeah To be included in the giveaway Let us know what you think Radio at Becca.com Or on Twitter at Becca Radio Justin We'll see you next time Next week Next week exactly. Tune in I will next be Next week we will go in depth on the NFL And
1: watch your listeners just spike way up just there
0: Spike crazy Come right yeah. back I'll love it That would be great Alright guys Thanks so much for listening to Becca Radio Like I said I'm Derek Ficken your host We'll see you guys next week Have a good one